and thank you for tuning in to the occlusal table i'm one of your hosts taylor jackson and it's your girl jasmine clyde and the one and only bradley eway and here we are already wrapping up season two um we want to conclude with a free-flowing discussion Uh, i mean y'all know what the bite block is you know just like last season um just highlighting and reflecting our favorite moments uh as we continue to move forward to season three crazy right yes (laughs) all right right (laughs) let's get started So today, everybody, we have the privilege of having a live audience. I know y'all can't see us all right now, but there's a whole bunch of us from the Blueprint. Shout out to the Blueprint. Blueprint. So you can say hello. Say hey, y'all. I love y'all. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're so excited y'all are here with us today on this lovely day. Let's go ahead and jump into our main discussion. Let's start with episode 11, Quarantine and Chill. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this episode, we discussed how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected our lives as dental students and the impact it has on the world overall. Um, So first, we actually have Tia. She's going to be speaking on uh, her experience during this quarantine. Hey, guys. So quarantine for me has been crazy. I actually spent most of my time in Arkansas visiting my family, my spending time with my daughter, seeing my parents and my friends and my sorors and everything. So it was crazy. But I did get some good time in, so I had to like look on the brighter side of everything. But just not being in my own space and being at someone else's home and still having to do dental school was just a lot a lot. So I had to like figure out other stuff to do. So like cooking and going on walks, things like that. And really staying in contact with my friends, my girls, Jasmine and Sean, they really kept me up to sit and in contact with everybody. But it's been crazy. But it's like, you got to look at it as um, the light at the end of the tunnel, even though the tunnel is prolonged right now. But it's been great. Man, yeah. that, that- Man, that's on all. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, next, we even have Kelsey to speak on her experience being in quarantine. H Town. Y'all, y'all. Hey, guys. H Town, Heidi. What's up, baby? I'm here. <laughs> um. Well, my experience with quarantining and chilling has been a little bit different. Um, you know, there's good and bad in everything. Um, in life. And so for me, when it first started, you know, I was excited that I didn't have to return to school, got some extra spring break time, whatever. I stayed at home. I, well, I was already in Houston, so I stayed there for a week, extra week. Um, and I came back and I was like, okay, cool. We're online with classes and, you know, I don't have to go put on scrubs every morning and go to class. Um, but after a while, it started, I started to get like lonely and just by myself and just like wrapped up in my thoughts all the time and it was kind of weird and I kind of like almost lost my mind at one point um so that's why we want to say that mental health is important um but like I was just like really struggling um just by myself and 
Like during this time, I was going through a breakup and it just, it was a lot. So I was like really secluded and by myself in this apartment. And so I had to talk to my parents, talk to my family, talk to my friends more often. And um, that really helped me. And just like researching and looking up stuff, reading books, um, really helped me get through like a difficult time. And being, um, I say like finding something new to do during quarantine was uh, beneficial for me. So I like started doing home workouts and like I, I was a person who never, uh-uh, you can't get me to go anywhere to the gym, work, what, work nothing. I, I was not that person. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't motivated. Like nobody could tell me to do, to work out because I wasn't going to do it. But when I like looked inside myself and saw that I needed to get up off my butt and do something productive and be productive and not sit around and mope, like I was just motivated. I found this new thing, new fling. I like knew something to do every day. And so that's really been pushing me forward and like helping me get out of just like this redundant cycle um, of just standing in the house, going to class online. Um, and then when I started to go back to school, and see you guys, that really brightened my days and like helped me uh, just go forward and push past any mental health issues that I've been facing or dealing with. So, um, yeah, that's my quarantine for chilling, quarantine and chilling. <laughs> and thank you for sharing that, Kelsey. I think that, you know, during this time, it's like we do underestimate like how wrapped up we can get in our thoughts and things like that. So you definitely brought up a good point as far as like finding something new to motivate yourself to get up the next day, something that you can look forward to for the next day. So I do appreciate you for sharing that. Home workouts, no yeah, that's problem. something I'm I'm currently exploring myself because um, I... Yeah, Right. Because <laughs> I just recently uh, canceled my gym membership because I'm like, I'm even though they decreased the price, I'm like, I know realistically I'm not going back here. So <laughs> so home workouts, I have definitely been exploring that. Yeah, you can do a lot at home. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Lift up like a case of water. That can be exactly. some weight, you know, <laughs> that, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> But now nah, the mental health thing, that's actually, it's on a serious note. I think a lot, a lot of people during quarantine had a lot of breakthroughs, right? Which was cool. I saw a lot of posts on Instagram, people who are suffering like uh, depression and stuff. I was just, oh, like. You would never know. Yeah, you would never know. Like it's people who are right next to you, close to you. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, watching the news and everything and just getting in your thoughts, like, uh, Taylor and Kelsey were saying before, it's, it's hard to like reel it back, especially when you live by yourself. Like a lot of us live by ourselves and there's no one to talk to. Like, of course you can call home and everything, but sometimes it's, it's lonely. It can get pretty lonely. So, you know, keeping engaged with your friends as much as you can. And, you know, we're all in this together. Like no one has ever been through a global pandemic before. And, you know, it's, it's, this is unheard of. Um, so, you know, we're all going through this together, so it's good to lean on each other. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, girl. Lean on me. Okay, I was waiting for it, Bradley. I was, I, I was going to join you. I get that note, but I know somebody who do. But I don't... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but see, y'all don't know about that lifestyle. Y'all go get blessed one day. And the next person that we have um, under the quarantine and chill topic, Alexandria. Hey, guys. Dr. Cobb. Hello, hello. Hello. So for quarantine for me, honestly, I'm like really enjoying it. Just like having to stay home and just, you know, be myself, I guess. But so in the beginning of quarantine, I was fortunate to be able to go home, which I needed for my mental health because I could not stay in this little apartment for who knows how long. So, you know, if I went home, you know, I have outdoor space, a dog, my parents, my brother. So that's what really got me through, you know, keeping my mind occupied. At first, online classes were, it was hard because I couldn't pay attention. I would just go straight to sleep. Um, But over time, you know, you get used to it. You got to find your, like, you have to self-motivate yourself to study because it's so easy to just say, oh, well, I got three days before this test and I have nothing to do in between then. So I'll just, you know, you know, just slack off a little. But so over time, you know, you guys got to schedule, get yourself like mentally prepared. Um, so that was on the school end. And then like for my personal life, I started working out more. I work out like while I'm in school, but when I was at home, it was every day, some type of exercise just to keep me looking forward to doing something every day. Um, keeping, you know, I didn't want to gain that, you know, quarantine 15, uh, try to watch what I eat, but yeah, honestly, I'm pretty much enjoying this quarantine, but I, I did enjoy coming back to school for the month and so that we have. So I have enjoyed seeing everybody, but yeah, that's my story. Yeah, we definitely have to find something to break up the uh, monotony of, you know, Zoom college dentistry. Yes. (laughs) This needs to end real quick. Zoom is never going to end, my friend. I know. (laughs) I find the didactic courses online. Yeah. Like the lab stuff. That's hard to Mm. do online and then have to remember it weeks later and then applying whatever they said Mm -hmm. to your lab work. Just watch them videos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even that's hard. It's like. Top up videos don't work. <laughs> All right. And next on the list, we have Joe. What's Ooh. going on, everybody? Sub Joe. Joe. Hi, Joe Schmo. Endo Joe. Endo Joe. <laughs> the one um, for this quarantine. It's been a blessing and a curse for me. Uh, I'm an intro. I'm a weird introvert. So I love that I don't have to interact with people. But I do want some type of small interaction with a few uh, friends. And so it kind of, it's a double-edged sword for me. Um, As far as, like Alex was saying about the, the online classes, I mean, still to this day, I log on and I turn back over and go back to sleep. I'm not watching no no Zoom video, none of that. I, I can't do it. Um, and I try to keep up with my classmates. Everybody knows if I talk to them, I try to give them words of encouragement. 
uh, try to keep everybody head lifted up and all that. And it's, you know, sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I need it. I got to call people and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm stressed this and that, but it's just the, I think personally it's the, the having to sit in the house and you're not getting sunshine. And so people are just, your, your mental status is just dropping more and more. And then we, um, these are unprecedented times and everything we go through. I think we have to lean on each other, you know, so it's going to be times where you got to call your friends and just be like, Hey, you're good. You know what you're doing? Boom, boom, boom. You know, just to make sure everybody good. Cause you never know what somebody's going through. Um, yeah. So I just try, you know, for me, I love being here by myself. I do go out and talk to a couple friends outside for about 15 minutes. Then I got to leave y'all again. Cause I don't like people like to be around a lot of people like that. Um, and just try to lift everybody up. Like I said, I'm weird though. So. That's I my neighbor. Oh, all right. Y'all. <laughs> you know I mean? Renegade. And, 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 oh, and, and one more thing. It's bad when your neighbors go get food and don't tell you. So Uh-oh. then you sit there hungry. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I still I still haven't ate yet. She she ate three you. weeks ago. I haven't ate. We yep. eat Chipotle tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hold you to that one. <laughs> mm. Show the coffee. Right. I can definitely attest to um, you know, calling Joe on days where I just felt like I just, I didn't know who else to talk to, I guess. I mean, there's just, he's just the one person that I can call. And the first thing he says, Jasmine, don't let us stress you out. That's literally the first thing he always tells me, literally before I can even say anything. So he always gives really good motivational advice um, and tries to see like the other side of what I'm thinking. Cause sometimes I just get so irate, you know, with what I'm thinking and how sometimes school is. But it's like sometimes it's not that serious, but I think it's serious. But then he's like, listen, this is the other side. How about this and that? And I'm like, you know, what? I didn't even think about it like that. So he really is um, the word of wisdom guy. If anybody needs advice out there. Yeah. The goat. The goat himself. Hi, Indo Joe. Yep. <laughs> but um, oh, I think Tia wants to say something. Go ahead, Tia. definitely attest to that I, f- I feel like while school was going on like in person then I was like okay I got a routine I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna do my devotion I'm gonna work out I'm gonna get dressed go to school everything study at school and then come home eat dinner all this good stuff right I was in a good routine but then 
after coming home and staying home, it's like, oh, I guess I can wake up a little later. I guess I can sleep in. Do I really feel like working out? No, it's raining today, but it's like you're at home. So it's like, (laughs) so, you know, uh, I can definitely attest to that. Even when it comes to cooking, it's like, man, do I really feel like cooking today? Like, I felt like I knew, like when I was in school, like, Taylor, you need to cook on Sunday because if you don't, you're not going to eat anything for the week. So, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm right. eating, of course. But, Unless you uh, want Cal Turner special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> so between that or just like I would always have to like order out food and that would get more expensive. So but it's like being home. It's like, man, do I really feel like cooking today? But then I'm like, here I am eating snacks, kind of like what Alexandria okay. said, mm-hmm. getting that quarantine 15 in the wrong places. Yep. So, <laughs> so I can definitely attest to that. I'm happy to see everybody. Yeah, it's good to see everybody too. It, it definitely is. Um, but even then though, kind of like what Joe was saying, like with being like us by ourselves and being at home and not having as much you know, human, human interaction. Like, yes, I do live with some roommates, but at the same time engaging, like, because we've been at home so long, even us going back to class and engaging with people becomes exhausting. You know, it became way more exhausting than it used to be. So before it was like, okay, yeah, this is what we're doing. But then the days like going to school two days out the week, was exhausting for me and it still is especially the like, tuesday thursday days the tuesday for group a then those thursdays for right group the long days training. like go, being in class from yes. eight to five has been exhausting and it's like but taylor you've been doing this this entire time these last mm-hmm. two years you know oh, going in right like monday through friday eight to five you've been doing this why is it that going in two days a week two maybe three days a week is so exhausting so getting reacclimated to human interaction is a big thing for me too. Man, just to jump off you Tate, like nah, it's it's real. I think that kind of like shows that level of stress, like you know, that dental school really does carry. That eight to five, right? Like this is like this is a job, right? Like you're going to school to study, right, and to become a doctor. And then when you know COVID hit. Right. You know, the break, oh, it was lovely. Don't get it twisted. You know, I was like, oh, what? Oh, I don't have to go to work no more. Oh, okay. Let me stay home. Let me, oh, I got my online classes. This is nice. This is cute. Right. But when time started going on, now I kind of understood that like going to school was actually like the best part. Like it, it helped me get my schedule in, right? Motivated me. But to me, the most important is that at least I could see, like, the people that I'm going through this journey with, right? Like, having fun conversations, see what this is doing, and it's just like, hey, okay, you know, school's just right. But then coming back for just two days a week, I was just like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about that, coach. I don't know. Let me, let me push it to next year that we can start this over, because... Not next year. <laughs> and I wanted to say something. Um, how you said you have, uh, you got roommates, so you do have um, some type of, you know, different contact. 
you know, that's cool, but it's it's not the same as having somebody that's going through what you're going through. Um, I can go talk to a lot of people, but nobody understands the stress of, oh, yeah, I got to, I'm sitting here learning how to set these denture teeth and I can't even set the denture teeth because all my stuff is locked up in my locker. You know, got that um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's different. It's good to have people to talk to, but a lot of people don't understand the stress of, you know, uh, professional school, dental school, and don't realize it, you know, what we go through a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, it's not necessarily that like my roommates can exactly relate because you're right. You know, that's why I talk to you guys, you know, because like you guys, you know, we're all going through the struggle together. Um, so. Right. I was going to say, even though I was with my family, that kind of got old because I could watch them, watch movies, and I'm just sitting there listening to lectures or studying for an exam. I can agree with that as well, because like my family, again, you know, like Tia's, you know, they're just enjoying themselves. I have a brother who's in graduate school, so he finished school pretty early and I'm over here stressed about exams. And I feel like these exams kept coming, but like, I don't have any grades for anything, but you know, that's another story, but it's just like test after test after test and you would ex- you know express your uh, frustration with just like school things and then be like like I don't really get in it. it's just like uh I had to talk to someone from class <laughs> they'll be like you got it, you got it. yes they love to say you got it it's like no I don't right <laughs> It'll be okay. You know, it, it, you'll be fine. Just keep going. No, nah, I'm not fine. I'm about to jump off my uh, balcony over here. If I have to cut another uh, class two, class three, you know, I'm tired of cutting preps. My hair's crazy. <laughs> though. You live on the first floor. Still gonna poke a honest dive off of it. No, my but God. It's, it's, it's honest though, because everybody they do come and and say, "Oh, you know, it's okay, you got it." I'm like, I don't, I know I have it. I know I can get through it. I don't want to hear. It. I just need you to let me vent and be angry right now, and just you know, let me let it out. I know I'm gonna be okay. Wafa, I think you you said you wanted to add something too. Hi guys, I'm Wafa. Um, yes, I did want to add, I think that I can relate to a lot of what you guys are talking about in terms of, you know, having friends in dental school who know what you're going through. And, you know, even having friends outside of dental school is very important because it's important to have people that know you in different settings. Um, but I think one thing that I started to realize during quarantine was that certain friends can relate to certain experiences and there's no sense in like getting upset with a friend who hasn't gone through something similar to you for not being able to fully understand 
even if they're trying to support you and say, oh yeah, like you're doing great. I'm sure you'll do fine. It's just not the same support that you actually need in that moment. So I think like you should try to consciously go to certain people for certain things. Like I think all of our friends are good for different reasons um, and more than just one reason, of course. But, um, you know, going to a friend of mine who's an interior designer to tell her that my partial broke after I spent like three weeks making it and it's due on Wednesday is is just not going to sit the same, you know, like she's not, she's not going to have felt that same pain. Yeah, they don't understand. (laughs) Not at all. They're trying, but you know, it just, it's like, what's a partial, you know, but you're in the heat of the moment. You really want someone to be like, damn, not the partial, you know, but yeah. So I think that it's really taught me that, you know, it's important to have a support group in every kind of like uh, setting that you exist in. You know what I mean? Because if you don't get that support, you're always going to kind of go to the wrong door knocking for it, you know, um, until you somehow get it. But it is very important to have a support system in dental school. Honestly, I think one of the biggest support systems I have is our class. Um, our class group B, for example, it's just a really great way for us to stay connected with each other, you know, vent if we need to vent, pass on information, like, it just is kind of a constant reminder that we're all going through this together. You know, it's not like just me trying to graduate dental school in my third year going through this alone. You know, there's, there's so many more of us who more than likely feel the same way about something. Yeah. I definitely feel you on trying to talk to friends that are outside of dental school. Like, like, you know, if my partial broken stuff like that, like, you know, like, Oh, it's okay. Just make another, like, no, I'm tired of doing fast tray and smelling acrylic. Like I, I've already right. done it five times, and I'm running low. So, so exactly, I like I'm not doing it. Right. So, um, so I definitely, definitely get that. But even then, you brought up a good point. Um, how we have different friends for different reasons and different support systems in different areas. So it's like if I do need to like talk to someone about. Um, you know, a struggle that I'm going through in dental school, then I do, you know, I definitely talk to my classmates um, or even like my dental school friends that are at different schools. But if I some sometimes, you know, we are caught up in dental school a whole lot and I need to talk right. to friends outside of dental school. So Very that's important. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what is life outside of dentistry? Because right now I'm so caught up and I need just a mental break from it all. I agree. Um, but I will add uh, also with um, our quarantine and chill episode, I do want to continue to express gratitude to essential workers and those that are on the front lines that are putting their lives at risk um, and combating this virus daily. Uh, you know, I feel like in the beginning, people are like, oh, yeah, thankful to, you know, we're thankful to our essential workers, but we need to continue to express that gratitude. So I did want to bring that up um, on this show. So uh, I guess as we ease on to episode 12, um, Oral Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, here we discuss the importance of oral cancer awareness. So um, April is not only Oral Cancer Awareness Month, but it's also uh, National Facial Protection Month. Um, But of course, we have to uh, wear facial protection all the time now. But um, it was really, 
right. Right. (laughs) Don't be a vector. But um, it was also really uh, emphasizing like mouth guards and things like that. And we talk about that a lot, especially in our peds class um, when there are children that are playing sports. Uh, And then, of course, you know, the different sports where, you know, children are more likely to have tooth injuries. I'm not going to talk about that now, but um, uh, but yeah, that's what we discussed in that episode um, for Oral Cancer Awareness Month. So um, we're deaf, us as dental students, us as student doctors um, and even uh, dental professionals that are out there. It's very important to go to your doctor because they can definitely spot out some of those um the first signs uh, mm-hmm. cancer for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, and you can even do screenings yourself if you say, "Hey, you know, I noticed this spot here, and it hasn't gone away." Um, definitely go to your doctor. Not saying that it's cancerous, but it's also good to uh, notify any changes um, that has gone on uh, in your body to your general practitioner. But nah, tell you on the real, it's crazy because. Like, my cousin hit me up two weeks ago. He was like, yeah, bro, you in dental school, right? Hold on, let me send you this picture of my tooth right here. <laughs> right? So he sent a pic, right? And I swear to you not, right? Tooth infected, right? Hmm. I was like, because it's like, I feel, I don't want to tell him, like, already, you know, face value to be like, oh, yeah, you know, bro, you need to, you need to go to the dentist right now. All I said was, he was like, yeah, bro, just go to the dentist, right? They're going to do you right. Everything was cool. Come to find out, right? Yeah, the tooth was infected. Mm. Right, and if it actually stayed later. Right, he would have gotten sepsis. Wow! Oh. Dang. So yeah, so just small things, just like that, right? Yes. Could go away. And I feel like people underestimate going to the dentist too. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Like, oh, it's it's not bothering me. It's not hurting. Not That's all tooth infections do. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sheesh! Wow. Well, it's you know, a good thing to know that your friend's okay. He got it pulled, right? Drained. I was telling him, say, yeah, you know, just come back. You know, you got some work you got to do. You got some cavities back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him that the cavity can lead to another exactly. tooth being delivered. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> right, delivered. <laughs> right, hey, to In a nice up. way. In a nice yeah. way. Of, of course. course. Of course. I, just, I told him, like, what's up? I'm like, hey, bro, try to get it done as fast as possible because the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. Right, because something that could cost like a smooth hundred right. could cost about two thousand. So mm-hmm. a- prevention is key. Prevention. prevention. I was going to say that. That's why it's so important to go for your regular regular checkups every six months for a healthy person. And if you have periodontal disease, it's every three to four months. So get those checkups so you don't have to end up spending thousands and thousands of dollars on full mouth reconstruction. Let's prevent the prevent yuck mouth. Prevent yuck mouth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I knew he was going to say it at least once this episode. (laughs) All right. So we'll go ahead to uh, episode 13, um, Health is Wealth. So in this episode, we discussed all aspects of health, um, what wellness looks like, and even how to make decisions in our everyday lives to become more healthy. Um, So to start off uh, this discussion, we'll actually have Wafa uh, speak on this topic. So for health is wealth, I think that, you know, a lot of people 
have a different idea of what it means to be healthy. Um, and it's not like a one, you know, one way can fit all people. It's, it's very personal. Um, and I think that health these days looks so different than it did before because back in the day, I'm sure we can just imagine like being healthy as like eating right, you know, like an apple a day, it's a doctor away kind of thing. But now I think that as time is progressing, um, mental health is starting to be more included in this idea of wellness and people are starting to recognize its importance and kind of what happens when it's unchecked or, you know, when you don't take care of your mental health, you know, what you can see perpetuating in society, for example. Um, so in terms of wellness, um, I've always liked to listen to podcasts and that's something that I listen to a lot during quarantine. And, um, there's a podcast by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. He's a medical doctor in the UK and he has a book about um, like five day, like five minute habits that you can do pretty much every day that will improve your wellness. And I really like it because it has different facets. So there's, you know, um, physical health, like working out or just moving, you know what I mean? Moving your body. It doesn't have to be like intense physical exercise. Um, and like one of the examples he gave was like, you know, when you're in your kitchen cooking, like you could do like stretches for five minutes or you could do, you know, um, calf raises or like anything to kind of just get you moving. And, you know, just normally you wouldn't think of that time as like a useful time. You're just like waiting for the microwave. But um, he was saying that when you make small changes, you're more likely to keep them going long term. So they're more likely to form into habits over time versus being like, oh, I'm just going to start running three miles a day when you've never ran a day in your life. Um, not to say that that's not possible, but, um, you know, kind of baby steps into something that you're wanting to be working on um, is probably a good way to go about it. Um, but he has like other tips for, you know, different like foods you can eat, um, you know, meditation, and other ways to stay healthy and connect with people. So he was also talking about maybe combining two of the things, like maybe, you know, if you like being around people and you like staying fit, maybe join like a running group or, you know, like some group exercise group um, or a hiking group or something that interests you. Um, and they were also talking about how, like when you exercise with someone, you actually build a stronger connection to them and you actually trust the person that you work out with more. Um, which I thought was very interesting. So I've tried to implement some of those things into my own life. Um, I really enjoy being outdoors. I love hiking. So I've definitely been hiking a lot during quarantine. Um, and when I can't hike, just being outside and being at the park or, you know, going for walks um, is very therapeutic to me. I, I don't know what I'd do without the sun, honestly. Um, and I also really like plants. Um, that's something Taylor and I share. So I definitely bought a fair share of plants <laughs> during quarantine and just wat watering them and watching them grow has also, you know, been just very therapeutic. I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> I second that. Just seeing them grow, it's like, man, wow, you sprouted four new leaves. But, um, yes, <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah. I will say, even to uh, add on to that point, um, as humans, as creatures of habit, uh, we do like incremental change. So just like what you said, we can't just jump up and say, I mean, well, we can, but just, you know, oh, I want to run three miles in 30 minutes. You know, that's a lot. We got to, you know, maybe we have to build ourselves up to that. Um, or if you're saying, oh, I want to read two hours a day but you know you haven't finished a book since college, then it's like, you know what? You probably need to uh, start with maybe 30 minutes. You know, maybe read an article right. on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever your preference is. Um, right. I don't want to discriminate. So. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but yes, <yeah>, so... Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, Many so sources, that's important. <laughs> right, we, yep. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I definitely agree. Um, incremental change, or even I like the... Uh, uh, like while cooking, doing some calf raises. So that's that's definitely nice too. I like that. Right. Because um, especially even with, um, I know we bring this up on so many episodes, burnout. We Ooh. deal with that so, Real. so often. Um, and we discuss it a whole lot because it truly impacts us daily. Like I feel like we have to truly make a mental decision every day to not be burnt out. Like it, it truly is a daily decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, daily meditation for me in the morning, I, I have to do it in the morning because if whenever I'm like, mm, I'm going to do it later, the rest mm-hmm. of my day is off. It right. is off. <laughs> Definitely. So, Definitely. Um, so yeah. That's like reading a devotional, the daily devotional in the morning. As soon as I wake up, roll out of bed. I'm like, all right, let's get it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think that's really great because it um, just kind of sets your day up for success. You know, you kind of have a choice in what kind of day you're going to have. Obviously, you don't have a choice of the things that are going to happen to you, but Mm -hmm. kind of just a choice in how you're going to respond to whatever the day brings you and what you're going to invite into your spirit. So absolutely. Because we be going through it a lot of days. Man, what? Quarantine, even though we're Mm. not at school. We've been going through a lot, especially in the past Ooh. few So, you know, trying to ward off all of the negativity is, is very difficult to yeah. say the least. Very difficult. How are we facing attacks even though we're not physically there? That's Man. Right. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's we're so warriors. Hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just ask, you know, warriors to handle it for you and then leave it at that. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. What was the... Um, what was the doctor's name in the, the book? Um, his name is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and I'm about to look up the podcast for you now, actually. It's a really um, good podcast. Because I need help when it comes to reading, like, novels, because I know Tay, that was a, that was a, like, that was a smooth attack at me. No, I went, no, 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 I was, I was actually, t- I was speaking to myself. <laughs> no, that wasn't, no, you, trust me, Bradley, you have went cover to cover in more books than I have. Because um, I would start a good book and be like, okay, let me put it down. And I'm like, ooh, a good new book. Let me start this. And like, I have so many books that I am in between that I have not touched the other side of that cover. So no, it was not an attack. 
that, you know, I have only finished three novels in my entire life, and that's including the Bible. So I okay. will <laughs> like, so what I I can attest when it comes to reading, even y'all know this. If you especially if you sit near me, right? I was reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. It was such a good book too. I was like, man, this is beautiful. I had the time. I'm just looking at the book, just staring at me. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna knock it out today. I get five minutes in, I was like, you know what? I'm done for today. <laughs> oh, uh, so the book is called "Feel Better in Five by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Nice, nice. That's nice. Thank you for that, Wafa. Awesome. Anytime. So then, are there some meals that you guys have? tried over quarantine anything new that you guys tried to cook or bake i know i tried to make a zucchini cake for my birthday it tasted pretty good actually a zucchini Um, cake a zucchini cake it's made out of zucchini like in some okay bradley's making a face at me but um i (laughs) i didn't didn't share it though because you know it's my first time so i'm like let me you know but (laughs) um and i'm not good at baking at all so but it was it was a i i need to perfect it a bit more. Okay. I need I need okay. to perfect it more, but it was good. It was good. It was kind of like the same consistency as like zucchini bread, and I just put some cream cheese frosting on top. So, <laughs> if you need guinea pig, I will definitely be there. <laughs> but not if it's one. terrible. <laughs> I have one. Ooh, Ooh. okay. So, um, I tried. I attempted to make red beans and rice. Okay, I made it twice. So the first time, I didn't know that you were supposed. I never like cooked. I don't. I've never cooked beans like out of, out of the bag. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. I've just mm. never. I didn't know. Like my grandma always cooked them, and my dad or whatever, and my mom. But I you personally have never cooked beans. So I didn't soak the beans the night before, and I just straight up cooked them. And uh, I had like a lot of gas. I don't know what. <laughs> like the soaking of the beans gets rid of but i read i googled it and i read that like you're supposed to soak them overnight and it like helps reduce some type of something because i it was just bad it was really bad i, so, I appreciate the transparency I them, kelsey you know i got oh. it for real you real i got <laughs> it for real like it was bad <laughs> and she offered me some though that's the trip part uh, <laughs> because i told y'all but no, listen, so the second time I made it, I soaked the beans overnight and everything was fine. It was perfect. It was good. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any okay. problems <laughs> Problems in my life. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> What's it called? Kills, there's a thing that, like, my family does when it comes to you're cooking beans and rice together is that since beans cook longer, right, cook the beans first, right, and then halfway through when the beans are, like, cooking, right, then you can add the rice and it'll all cook even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like guys. I would mess that whole thing up. Beans, right? Yeah, I cook beans out the can, I, but they still taste good. I know Bradley gets on yeah. that every time, but they taste good in my fiesta bowls. So, yeah, doctor it up. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, beans in bed. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I got somebody should have told me. Somebody should have told me. <laughs> 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 that's so funny. I got a. My mom sent me an air fryer. 
during quarantine and that makes like the crispy fried chicken y'all will have I I'm swear. getting one for Christmas Jazz I'm get getting it. one for Christmas into <laughs> air fryer and literally I put that maybe it takes like 20 minutes I like my I already pre-seasoned my chicken and have it in the freezer already and <clears throat> I take it out thaw it put some little bit of vegetable oil like literally like like the tiniest bit of oil you rub it on and 20 minutes you got crispy fried chicken and some um, flour on it. So good. I promise y'all, air fryer. Healthier too. Yeah, I live by the air fryer. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> every, everything is air fried. Yes. No matter what. it's gonna. I'm trying to figure out how to put waffles in the air fryer right now. It, mm-hmm. Everything goes in the air fryer. Ooh, that'll be heat. Okay. What type of air fryer? I don't know work, but. I highly doubt it'll work, but that's just how much I depend <laughs> on the air fryer. I think um, uh, I forgot which one. Oh, are you keep going, Jasmine? Oh, go ahead. No, I want I want you to talk about them greens. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I've made them before, but I recently, you know, made collard greens. Mm-hmm. But you know, much to the chagrin of some of my classmates. They scared me at first because, like, you don't have enough time. Like, have you started cooking them? And this is in the morning. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> they're like, well, they're not going to turn out well. But little do they know, they were great. So <laughs> just perfecting stuff I've already made, tell, I guess. Tell them what meat you put in it. I put Ooh. in um, turkey wings, smoked turkey Ooh. wings. Okay. Oh, I need to get a blitz. Them greens, y'all. Taste like grandpa's greens. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to make some vegan greens. I I had some once last Thanksgiving from a family friend's house. And I I need to get that recipe so I can try that. Because since I transitioned to, you know, really being pescatarian and everything, I wouldn't, I'm like, man, I can't have greens because I need to put, you know, meat in there. Like it needs to be some, right, some pork, some, uh, yeah, it could be some, any type of bone, something, something. Dominique, no, yep. Right. I need to put something, like some something to make the broth in the greens, like good. But, um, oh, Kelsey said, is it greens vegan? <laughs> but it's the... It's the broth. Okay, it's the well, like, ain't green vegan. Already. I mean, the, but it, you know, but you know, you have to put the meat in there. You know, to like yeah. season. Yeah, I know. You know. I know what you're talking about. I get you. So, Taylor, I looked up recipes where you can add liquid smoke or paprika. That gives the smoky, but like I don't know about that meat taste. But you know. It's all in the seasonings, though. You know, yeah, just like I'm how sure. black bean burgers and stuff like that, and you mm-hmm. season that real well, and it could taste yeah. like a, you know, beef or even, uh, what is it, jackfruit and yeah. stuff like that. How that can taste like pulled pork. It's all in the seasonings. It's all in the I'm seasonings. I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. Dom, you're making a face. You never had jackfruit pulled pull pork sandwich? No man, no, whatever the opposite end of vegan is that carnivore. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that, that's that Texas right there. <laughs> okay. But I haven't had meat in a couple of days. Just, just, and I wasn't trying to do that. But you know, but it's not my preference. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. All right. So for uh, episode fourteen, um, diversity in dental school. 
Uh, there are various areas of diversity in dentistry. So we discussed that in this episode. Um, we know that diversity is not just limited to one area uh, because there are definitely different avenues. So uh, Wafa, we'll have you kick off this discussion again. Hey guys, I'm back. Um, so diversity, um, when I think of diversity, it's just really multifacetedness. Uh, to me, I think it's just a combination of like so many different things. And I think what makes something diverse is like maybe not having two things the same. So many differences all in one. I think of like a mosaic or, you know, something um, very, I don't know. I want to say like abstract in a way. Um, so I'm going to start this off by talking about myself, which isn't something that I typically do. But just to give you an example, so whenever anyone asks me, oh, like, where are you from? Or like, where's home? That's the hardest question that I ever get asked because I feel like my answer is so complicated, right? So I'll give you an example. So for example, I was born in Harare, Zimbabwe, right? Very, very close to um, South Africa. Um, and then when I was 12 years old, we emigrated to the United States. My parents are not Zimbabwean. They're from Sudan, right? Um, I lived in Virginia for pretty much half of my life. Uh, went to undergrad there, then moved to Florida for my master's, and now I'm in Tennessee. So home is just a really hard question. You know, I feel like home has become this place that I just carry with me from all these places that have been a part of my life, right? Um, so I think that when I think of diversity, I think of being surrounded by people who have different experiences. But to me, that's everybody that I encounter, right? So I think we all have diversity within us, right? So diversity is more of like, what's your story? And I think that, you know, we all have our own unique stories. And I think as a provider later on, as a dentist, it's going to be important to be able to connect with your patients, right? And thinking of how the best way to connect with someone is, I start to think of what do you share that's in common? Where do your stories intersect? That's where you build a connection with someone. You're like, oh, wow, you like SpongeBob? Like, I like SpongeBob too, you know? Um, or you know this song? Like, I know this song too. Or you've seen this movie? Nobody's ever seen that movie, you know? Like, things like that. Um, bridge connections between people, which is, I think, the most important thing, not just in dentistry or in anything, but in life, is to be able to connect with people on different things. Um, so I think it's also important to celebrate our differences and realize that they are actually what bring us together. You know what I mean? So instead of being like, oh, I'm different or I do this this way or you know I cook food this way or I you know go to the movies on Saturdays only like you know what I mean I think that there's so much that we can learn from each other if we just uh, take the time to discover what's so unique about people so um, I think that it's very important to have similarities and differences and to be able to appreciate both right so in terms of like representation, 
it's very important to be able to see someone who looks like you doing what you're going to do, even if it's one person, right? Um, I feel like I didn't really have that experience growing up, you know, um, seeing someone who looked like me wanting to be a dentist. It wasn't a common thing um, until the last practice that I worked at before I attended dental school. Um, so that was a very important experience for me. But at the same time, it's also important to see people who are very different from you doing things um, that you want to do as well. I think there's importance in both. So I think representation is important, but I also think that it's important to just learn from each other. And that's I wholeheartedly agree. Um, definitely representation is so, so important. Um, and I feel like even then with um, us being at Meharry, sometimes we are looked upon as, oh, that's just an HBCU. Um, you know, it's uh, full of people of color even. Um, and there's not really much diversity there. Oh, but there is, you know, like there really is. Um, we are a diverse group of people um, and it's multi-layered in that aspect. Uh, even every year um, we have diversity day uh, at Meharry and we celebrate our differences. Right. Um, unfortunately, that was canceled uh, this past year um, due to the pandemic and everything. But uh, something that I do remember from last year's uh, Diversity Day, how some people, they go ice skating. Um, just like Wafa said before, you know, uh, her, her and I, we collect a lot of plants. So we can connect on that aspect. Um, even some people in our class that do screenplay writing. Um, some people are phenomenal with art, dancing, choreography, um, even playing instruments so connecting on those ex those uh, unique experiences um in the things that do uh um those those things unite us um as people so we can connect with each other on different levels yeah what's the card man y'all that was so beautiful hey, that was so i don't know real talk that really is because like diversity is to me, what diversity is, is it's not really what makes you special. It's just what sets you apart, mm -hmm. right? It's crazy on how so many people are so, are so like close-minded when it comes down to diversity. Since you're not in the group, since you're not in the know-how, you're not in the trend, right? You're set apart, you're set different. But then when it's being like honored and acclimated people will you know jump the bandwagon and be just like yeah i'm all for it but there was no hostility from the jump right all they wanted to you know all they wanted from the first place was just just understand where i'm coming from right i am different right but i'm still me but we're still equal appreciate right? our differences exactly so it's just like just because like you know like i'm from the south right like jazz is from the north Right. I don't know, you know, what's going down in New York and stuff like that. You don't know what's going down in the age. But just the fact that, like, when we met each other. Right. And I got to actually like talk to see like, oh, I'm like, wow, New York sounds like a wonderful, you know, place. 
It is. Um, just saying. <laughs> not to be biased or anything, but yeah, but yeah, just that. Not only it's that, her. you already know, right? But she's not the only New Yorker that I met, right? And there's some bad New Yorkers, right? But just the fact I can't be like, oh, since I met that one bad New Yorker, all New Yorkers are bad, right? No, that's that's idiotic, right? You have to take what you see, right, face value. If somebody gives you for what they are, like, okay, this is what it is. Like, thank you for showing your experience. This is what I am too. And then we just continue to just move forward. Yeah, not generalizing. All right. Birthday twin, go ahead. Y'all already know. Oh, if I, you want to say something else? Yes. Um, I was just going to say, I totally agree with you, Bradley. I think that, you know, you don't have to agree with someone to be able to respect them and to hear, hear them out, um, hear their perspective. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's very easy for people to be like, oh, this person doesn't think like me or, oh, this person doesn't have the same belief, belief system um, or values that I have. Like, I'm already just going to cast them out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's such a lazy thing to do. And it just keeps you like in a safe mode because you really don't know what you would do. Like if you just, you know, kind of put your walls down and allowed yourself to interact with this person and like allowed them to change your mind on what you, you thought you saw them as, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes we just work off of our like assumptions or like preconceived notions or, you know, previous past experiences. And, you know, it's human nature to do that. I, I definitely get it, but I challenge everyone to kind of look past that. You know what I mean? Like, don't be in a safe zone and just, you never know. Like you're not out here to necessarily change the world by being yourself, but I don't think that you should allow the world to change you. You know what I mean? Say that again. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I definitely agree with that, um, that point for diversity. Uh, so then if we do go ahead and jump into our Dental School Declassified series, that's uh, episodes 15 through 18 for us. Um, in the Dental School Declassified series, we interview members of various dental classes to gather advice on how to survive in this jungle called dental school. Um, so to jump right into this, we have Dominique to voice her opinion on the topic. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to try to tread lightly, you know, considering all the things that are going on right now, and it's, you know, just a lot, and we didn't get to, ex- thank God, we didn't get to experience D1, uh, D1 year in a social distancing, quarantining kind of manner. Um, And then also the new D1s across the country are now about to take um, integrated. So we know nothing about that. Thank God again. Um, So, you know, I'm just going to try to tread lightly. But um, some things that just are universal is just like for my first year and really even into my second year, I wanted to um, say, you know, make sure you stay connected with, you know, your family and friends from back home, or even if you make friends like 
at wherever you're at, your new place, make sure you stay connected with them. Yes, you know, your class, they're wonderful. I think we talked about it before, you know, but it's like you have to stay connected with other people. Like for me, I have to talk to my grandma. She's the sweetest person in the world. So I have to set a reminder on my phone and it, and it messaged me call. It literally says, call your grandma. So I'll, I'll call her and I can pretty much call her at any time. I can call her two o'clock in the morning. She's going to pick up. She's going to say, hello. She says it just like that. <laughs> and, <Aww. laughs> and we just talk, we talk about, um, I have a little garden. So we talk about that and I show my grandparents, you know, my tomatoes and my bell peppers and my struggling jalapenos and um the mint that's really just sticks at this point but we're not going to talk about it. i can buy some more mint you know but um so i would just say that, that was really important for me just trying to stay connected calling my mom my brother my dad just everybody to me it was kind of like a hassle it's kind of like ugh, i don't feel like getting on the phone like i'm not i'm not big on sitting on the phone all day but if you can just call somebody and say hey how are you doing you good okay great or if you really just can't talk, just text somebody when they cross your mind. I get to that point now where it's like, you know, there's some people in college, they just cross my mind. I don't feel like talking, but I'll text you. Hey, you crossed my mind. I was thinking about you. Um, I'm kind of busy this week. So, you know, if you want to talk, you can call me next week. But I just wanted to let you know, I thinking about you. And that can go a long way for a lot of people. So that that's just one thing I feel like if I could do D one year over again, I would try to implement that more. Yeah, I can. I definitely uh, agree with you, um, Dom, as far as like connecting with family, because even then, sometimes like family and friends, they're like, oh, you got into dental school and now you're distant or now it seems like, you know, because um, being in professional school uh, and I, I think we just had this conversation even um, where some people you can't entirely they can't entirely relate to your situation. Um, they take their own experience and try to put that on you being in dental school. And it's not, it's not the same. Like me being in class eight to five, I'm not just chilling eight to five. I am uh, trying to be as attentive as I can without experiencing, you know, trying not to burn out. And we, you know, really have to work. Um, it's not just that simple. And sometimes time does get away from us, but setting those reminders that I like that too, Dom, uh, really, because sometimes I do have to do this. Like, man, I haven't talked to you in two months. Are you sure? Are you sure? I didn't like, <laughs> like I just talked to you last week, but yeah, so I, we definitely get caught up. Um, but at the same time, we do need to remain connected to our family because they do keep us grounded. So then if there's anyone that even wants to share their journey to dental school. I can't even either. Okay. Yeah. So this is Tia. Um, I have a daughter. She's, uh, she's nine now. But I applied to dental school um, in 2015. I didn't get in. I waited for a full year, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try again, so I tried again, got put on the wait list, um, and then on my birthday, I ended up getting in um, for class 2022. Um, that's not it, though. So, like, literally, like, a month before 
we had to actually pack up and just appear to be in the building, be in Nashville. So I really just quit my job, you know, you know, make parades with my daughter, um, let everybody know I'm, I'm leaving, and it's like a shock to everybody. Like, wow, you know, it's great, but wow. Um, they're like, uh, I guess I can go back to even undergrad. My daughter was born when I was a sophomore in college. So just trying to stay focused in undergrad and majoring in a science um, and biology and everybody else around me majoring in whatever, uh, sociology, psychology, stuff like that. And you gotta like stay on a, a straight and narrow path. You gotta like figure out where you can volunteer, where you can go shadow with. Nobody else around you was like actually doing that. So you gotta figure out who's gonna watch your kid while you go to class, how you gonna pay for next year, things like that. So it's like a lot of different factors I have to actually think about, but I have to really just stay focused and think about, you know, the end picture. Like, would I rather stay here in this one spot, work a dead end job, or would I rather? go to dental school, work hard there, and then after four years, get this huge payoff. So, you know, now I'm here, you know, it's not an easy road, even though I'm here, I still have to do extra stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't, so I have a daughter, but, you know, I'm still hanging in there, I'm still here in dental school. I'm still keeping up with the young people, um, they're keeping me young, so, you know, it's been, it's been hard, but it's been so worth it. So I try to stay optimistic about it. And thank you for sharing your tour, uh, your story, Tia, um, because we do have uh, a lot of parents that are in our blueprint class or just in general school in general. And um, we have to remember that we're all coming from different walks of life. Um, and we appreciate that. So um even with like your experiences and everything like that, you can inspire someone who is in that same situation as well. Right. Right. It's so much easier to just give up. But, mm-hmm. you know, anybody needs some type of motivation, I'm definitely down you know, push you anywhere I can. That's so necessary. It is. And you'd be an excellent mentor if you're not already. <laughs> Always down to motivate and push someone. Thanks. Oh, I wanted to say, like, my, like, it's sort of the journey, but, you know, it kind of cuts it short, like, the, just the tail end of how I got in. But um, I, also, I also got in on my second application cycle off of the to Meharry and I think Tia and I were both on the same interview Tia myself and Kyle more we were all in the same interview but um how I found out was what was most uh interesting I was actually unfortunately at a friend's funeral at the time and I had my phone in my hand I was just kind of you know sitting there you know you're in the funeral so everybody's kind of you know just sitting there listening and stuff like that and I get you know, I just see Mahari go across the screen. So I'm like, okay, I got to look, see what this is. Um, I look and I'm just like, 
I, I could, I, it canceled out all of my emotions. Like, so it was like a feeling of feeling nothing. Cause that was so sad. But that was the, the, literally the point that changed my life basically mm-hmm. happened to me. And then every, you know, I was with my, my high school friends and all of that. So it'd been a couple of years since we've been out of school, a few years, actually like five years, three or four years, something like that. So everybody wants to go eat. So I'm like, everybody wants to go eat and I have all this great news and, but I got to act not act sad, but you know, that was some, I'd been working, you know, I wanted to be a dentist my whole life. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. So we got, we go eat and I'm just sitting there like itching to say something, but I can't cause everybody, we're all sharing stories about the person that um, we were gathering there for. Um, then I had an hour drive to get to my parents to tell them. So I'm just like, I'm driving. I have so many tears. Like I can't even see, and you know, the Dallas highways, they love bridges and it, it was just like crazy. And then I just run in the house. I'm like, where is everybody at? My dad's in his office working. My mom's like in the kitchen. She comes around the corner. Cause I'm like crying and screaming, but it was like, it was such a crazy time. You know, I, I got in and I was like, uh, you know, just, it, it was like poor timing for me, but you know, it was still a blessing, you know, even in the midst of grief and sadness. So. And, oh, go ahead, Bradley. Oh, 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 actually it's crazy because it's, um, somebody um, sent me, oh, told me about, what's it called? A Bible verse. Um, actually, she's listening right now. Oh, Magnadia herself, Jasmine Mack, she told me to um, read um, Matthew's, I think it's five, five, um, five, four, verse four, uh, chapter five, verse four. Oh God, yeah. But it's like, um, bless are those for those who mourn, you'll be, you know, you'll be comforted. And I think that was like God's comfort for you, Dom. It was like for this is like a, hey, it's like you have um, seen such great grief, right? Um, mellow and the sadness, but understand this is like you're gonna get through it. Here's a little, here's a little touch up, here's a little pick me up right there, right? Do what you will with it, and then you know go I ahead. <laughs> I do, but yeah, cause that actually hit me too, cause um, my, you know my friend um, recently passed, my roommate, and that that verse actually like really came through because I, the only shining light that really kind of came through all this is that like my sister finally wanted to like get into uh, a performance art school and my parents finally agreed saying, you know what, we'll let you follow your dreams. And like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do good things today. I was just like, that That brought my, you know, my day up some and I was just like, okay, you know what, everything's gonna be pretty all right. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Bradley, because it, Talking about all this stuff actually made me think because we never really discussed it, not in the health one, not in any previous episode, but how we handle grief in dental school. Because um, I, I almost everybody on this call has dealt with that. And I guess it's going to be like a huge moment of transparency here, you know, a safe space. Um, but handling grief in dental school, it's, it's hard. Because it's like, even though we're here in dental school, we're grinding it out, we're already dealing with the stress of that as, you know, as it is, life is still going on. Um, Because even last summer, while 
just finishing D1 year, my mom did pass away due to breast cancer. So it's like, here we are. I have to juggle studying for part one boards. And here we are trying to plan for her transition. And it's just for her going home celebration. And it's just like, this is a lot. This is a lot on me um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything. Um, And I'm so, so thankful for the blueprint and everything that they did. They, you know, gave me these cards, gave me, you know, gifts. Um, Even some people that even showed up uh, and surprised me, you know, uh, driving all the way down to Atlanta. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you're here. And here I am trying to hold back my tears. I'm hugging them, everything like that. I was so shocked uh, to see them. So having that, going back to even that, having that support um, in dental school is so important. Um, because if I was just decided to hold that in and just um, deal with that myself, that would have broke me. Um, and then even when uh, in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it was a surprise event where they uh, showed up with flowers and gifts and stuff like that. I'm over here thinking, oh, we're going to a breast cancer awareness event. But then here's all these gifts. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is for me. So like it was all of these things, I know I wouldn't have been able to deal with it or make it through without my blueprint classmates, um, for sure. Even those that I do talk to about, you know, uh, my relationship with God and everything like that moving forward. Because just like what you, I'm glad you brought up that verse too, Bradley, because there, because um, for me, you know, God did come for me while mourning um, because I was just like, man, how can I compartmentalize? trying to study for boards and focusing on this, this $425 test and not trying to take it again versus, you know, grieving uh, for my mother. So then I really had to compartmentalize and that was hard. So when waiting for those test scores for two weeks, that was a lot that I had a whole bunch of anxiety and everything. So then the moment that I, you know, cause I was checking the, the scores at the day, literally right when I got out the testing center, I was, <laughs> I was checking since then. I'm like, oh no, I know they don't have it, but you know, but, um, I just kept checking and checking and checking. And then one day I was like, oh, let me just check. I didn't, ex- I really didn't expect for them to have it up and it was up. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's really up. So then when I saw that it was a pass, like I bawled. I just bawled because I was all of that pent up, um, overwhelming emotion. I could finally let it go and just say, you know what? Everything that I went through, everything that I have done, it was not, it wasn't for not. Um, and coming through on the other side, I definitely needed support. So um, to those that do have to uh, grief, grieve through uh, dental school, what kind of tips would you guys give to someone who's listening on the other end of this podcast? I would say, um, well, I lost a friend this past September. It was just, just absolutely crazy. And I just remember that day, you know, I'm in, I'm in the lab and I get a phone call and I'm like, this person hasn't called me in a long time. And I, I was like, you're lying. Like, that's the first thing you say, like, no, like this, this isn't happening. And then I remember you know, Jalen was on the other side of the room. He came over. Silvana just gave me a huge hug. And then I was like, this is unbelievable. And then I remember, um, you know, being uh, in one of the other classrooms you were in. And then I just, I just couldn't hold it anymore. I remember Dominique grabbed my water. 
uh, Jonna ran upstairs, Bradley, Taylor, they were just all near me. We stood in a circle and we just talked about what just happened. And I just think being near classmates and friends, that comforted me like immensely, really. I don't know how I'd be able to get through that day if I wasn't at school. It was, it was rough because when someone so young, she was young, um, passes away, it just doesn't make, some things like this just don't make any sense to you. I know everything, you never want to question God's will and everything, but you just think, wow, this just so young, it doesn't make any sense. But, and I stayed at school, everyone was like, just jazz, go home. And I said, if, if I came home, I'd be sitting on my couch crying like the entire day. And I just, I felt so much better being at school. And, you know, like Taylor said before, life happens and you can't control what's going to happen tomorrow, next week or anything. But I just think uh, being around people and, you know, reaching out when you're really feeling low is very helpful. Although you might not think um, someone can help you in this moment and not feel what you're feeling, but they, someone has gone through grief before. And, you know, um, I know everyone signed a card for me and I had no idea. And I just, you know, I had to leave school because I was, I was just done, absolutely done. So I just think being around people helped me um, personally and, you know, um, family at home, of course, even though they can't be with you. And, you know, just going, I flew home um, for the services and then I came back literally the same day. So that was rough on me and I couldn't sleep that night, but, you know, I was going to call somebody to like come sleep over some, but I didn't, I should have actually, but, you know, I just think being able to reach out and someone will be there to help you if you're ever going through, you know, a moment of grief like that. Uh, can I, can I go? Anybody want to go? For me? Of course. Go ahead, Kels. Okay. So, um, it's, um, it's different to grieve, um, in graduate school. Uh, I feel like when we're in regular undergrad, like we aren't at school all day from eight to five, like you can go home, like, you know, you're at different places at different times. So um, for me, my grandmother passed away like three days into school when we started our freshman year. And that was really hard because my grandmother was like the most supportive person in like she saw me in dental school before I was even here. Like she was claiming that I was going to be teaching the classes and stuff. I'm like, man, I listen, honey, <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> I'm barely there. No, but like, she really saw me here. And like, you know, every time we would have our, I wanted to mention this in the pre-dental, but I'll just mention it quickly. Um, I didn't go immediately into dental school. Like I took a gap year and it was, it wasn't by like choice. It was by force because I had to, repeated class one summer and so like my application thing got pushed back so I just had to sit out a whole year and um, apply the next cycle so that year that I spent 2017 leading into 2018 that I spent at home was such a blessing because that was my grandmother's like last um, year year or so of life and she was fine she was fine that whole from like, you know, when I graduated and she came to my graduation and everything. And then, uh, why am I getting emotional? My voice is shaking, Lord. It's all right, <laughs> um, it's all right, girl. But it's she, she was fine, you know, when I graduated and um, she made it up to Denton, Texas, where, I, where my school was and, and she was fine and in her, you know, right state of mind. And so I was basically home with her, like all that 
like fall semester, if you want to put it like that, um, just home with her because I didn't, I couldn't find a job. Like I was looking for a job. I could not find one. Nobody wanted to hire me. I was applying. So in the meantime, I was like, well, I'm just chill, you know, with my man at home. And like, I would wake up and make her breakfast and everything. Um, and we just had a good time. And so leading up into 2018, um, January, uh, it was fine. And then like, I think around March, like I noticed her start to like drift away. And that was something I never experienced before. And um, I just saw her go from like, just, you know, being her right mind into like kind of not totally there with me. And so I got to see that transition and she ultimately passed in a, whenever we started school, three days into it. But like what kept me going was the blueprint. Like y'all just like covered me, surrounded me, like, you know, held me up, gave me like, you know, I like to laugh and y'all just like were there with jokes and just everything I needed. And I'm so grateful for y'all because like, like I said, she was one of my biggest supporters. And that is what also keeps me going. It's like when I don't feel like doing a, an assignment or uh, I don't feel like going to class, I don't feel like listening to class. Like I hear Maymay's voice like, Kelsey, you going to make my gold crown with you. Like, Come on now, you got to make my gold crown. So I look forward to just one day just making like something for her in my office or something like I look forward to that. So that keeps me motivated and it, it keeps me just going every day. So that's my tidbit about grief. Ooh, I was shaking. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that Kels. Really? Um, Because I, I, I want to say all of us do actually remember that. Um, And then being for you to even have the strength to be vulnerable around people who are strangers in a new place, in a new area, undergoing new stresses. Like we appreciated you being vulnerable enough to open your arms to us so that we can comfort you. So um, definitely thank you for sharing that with us. Thank y'all so much. I love (laughs) y'all. And we love you. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, fun. Um, I think this is a really important topic that you guys brought up um, dealing with grief in dental school, because like you said, life still goes on. And um, while we're here in school, we're missing out on lives of people that we love and, you know, different things happen and and people pass while we're in school. So I would say um, I lost someone very dear to me before dental school, and I also lost someone um, close to me. My first cousin passed away, actually, last week. Um, So I think that, honestly, like like you guys mentioned and like Kelsey said, like grieving in dental school looks so different than grieving like earlier on in your life or like when you're an undergrad because you do have a lot more time and flexibility. So you if you, you know, if you just wanna like, you know, take a semester off or do whatever you need to, you can. Unfortunately in dental school you really don't have that flexibility. You kind of have to be here hundred percent all the time um, because the curriculum is just like that. Um, But that's not to say that you can't take care of yourself and you can't grieve how you need to, but um, having people around you is super important because I think that it's very hard to deal with something like grief, especially when someone super close to you passes away when you're in dental school. Um, 
And I feel like, you know, sometimes when we get stressed out, we kind of just want to go into our own bubble and be alone and just, you know, hide from everything, but it never helps that way. And I think that with grief, it's really important to feel how you're feeling and not block that because it'll only come back to bite you later in life if you suppress your emotions and you like act like everything's fine um, when you're actually really hurting inside. You know what I mean? But I think that the way that people express themselves looks different, right? So just because you're not crying in front of us doesn't mean you're not crying at home or you're hurting or you feel sad or, you know, I think um, it's important to talk about things because otherwise no one's really going to know what you're, what you're going through. And you'll be surprised how many people have experienced something similar to what you're experiencing. So just maybe knowing that someone has gone through that um, will give you some strength to know that you'll get through it. It sucks and it's hard and it's not okay now, but eventually you will be okay. And you know, Wafa, I'm actually happy that you said that. It made me think of a phrase that we we preach it all the time um, with us as dental students, do not suffer in silence. Um, of course, we say that with regards to academics and if, you know, you're not doing so well in a course and everything, but that same phrase applies here. Um, dental school is hard. Professional school is hard. Graduate school is hard. So to yeah. go through that and have those pressures and still have the pressures of your own personal life, it's like, man, if I can't go home for my peace I can't, I'm definitely not going to school for my piece. Where can I go? Right. So to find that safe haven, even if it is within school with surround, being surrounded by classmates or even finding a safe haven at home, um, whether that's with your friends that you can confide in, um, that is so important. Okay. But um, even then, uh, from reflecting on moments in the dental school series, um, something that stuck out to me a lot uh, from talking to the current, you know, for the the graduating class, uh, class of 2020, um, after having a conversation with them, after they spoke on their moments in clinic, how they composed themselves with professors and even their stories with patience. Um, something that was said in there that stuck with me is to enjoy being present. Um, I feel like we always live in the moment of, oh, the moment I graduate undergrad, I'm going to be good. Oh, the moment I get this job, I'm going to be good. The moment that I get into um, dental school, I'll finally be happy. The moment I graduate dental school, I'm finally going to be happy. And it's like we're always looking for the next best thing to fulfill our happiness or to, to think that we can fulfill our peace. Um, but what we're not doing is enjoying being present. Um, and I think us in dental school, we definitely, definitely have to uh, enjoy being present. Even in the, these moments, we have our we have our downs, a lot of downs. But in between those valleys, there's hills, you know, and we have to celebrate that with each other. So even when, um, even as we're virtual uh, during this time, uh, just like what was mentioned before, our group me keeps going off. And, you know, so, you know, we got to have our jokes. We got to have ways to laugh 
at some of these things that are going on when it comes to the things that are being fed to us in our emails. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that group me is comedy gold. <laughs> comedy gold. Yeah, no, really, because um, we got to have some, we got to, we got to laugh. We got to laugh in these moments. We have to laugh. Um, but even before uh, the pandemic and everything, when we would just throw parties, when we would go out to happy hours, like we just had this rough test. We're going to, I mean, we're going to celebrate on the day of this test, whether we fail or whether we, <laughs> whether we pass, we're going to, either way, we are going to go out Let's to this happy hour. Right. Okay. Excellent margarita. Bar um, <laughs> Ooh, bar mm-hmm. I got to go so, back. Uh, or even um, when uh, we had the Sunday dinners and everything, uh, watching shows and, you know, having that, that was so power. much fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, watching Power. Um, all of that. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, just having moments where you can connect uh, with your classmates. I mean, granted, everything is virtual now, but even um, going to the park with each other, wearing masks, you know, social distancing, something, just to um, have some light, some silver lining in these moments. So enjoy being present. Like I, I mean, and I, I don't typically cry at graduations. I haven't cried at high school. I don't even think I cried at my kindergarten graduation. I haven't cried at any type of graduation thus far. But I feel like for in 2022, I feel like I might because like these moments that we have with each other, we're not going to get that back. We are not going to get that back. And it's like, you know, walking into the classroom and seeing everybody's bright, smiling, beautiful faces and everything like, hey, can you can you help me with this uh, with this crown prep? Because a girl is struggling when we get into our own practice. We're not really going to have that. I mean, of course, we shouldn't be struggling. But, you know, I mean, you know, just that extra help someone to lean on. Um, Granted, you can be in an associateship. But it's not going to be the same as being with all of your classmates. So enjoy being present. That's all in all. (laughs) And even though we do go through a lot of things, we've gone through a lot in these past few months and even in this last um, two weeks. And I remember um, I was with Elizabeth and we were just walking on the sixth floor and we were both like, wow, like, well, two years and two years we're going to have doctor in front of our name just two years how crazy is that to imagine that and we just got here two years ago this time is flying but we were saying this is going to be nostalgic pretty soon like even when we're seniors we're going to be uh walking through the sixth floor like oh my god we didn't know anything in the uh, d1 lab no and not know anything again <laughs> still don't know much but you know we just gonna make it through right so you know, I think Meharry will really equip us um, to go out there and do the best we can with what we have. We might not have the best, you know, things at Meharry right now, but, you know, we, we make it work and we're, mm-hmm. we're working hard towards our goal. Making the best with what we have. Mm-hmm. Make do dentistry. <laughs> make do dentistry. <laughs> make do dentistry. All right. And, um... Let's go ahead and uh, transition to our last episode topic, episode 19, the pre-dental essentials. Um, So, of course, uh, for that one, just any advice that you have for pre-dents that are out there. Uh, Dominique, what advice do you have? 
um, I'll just kind of make it quick. Just um, getting your materials and things together as soon as you know for a fact you want to go to dental school. And I'm talking about like getting your books together, you know, doing your research. There's so many um, YouTube videos out there. And even if you just do, um, what was it called? It was like Ari, um, what was his name? He did a bunch of videos. I can't. Yes, DAT Bootcamp. And I know, and I know that that has gotten even better since we took the DAT, which was like probably at this point three or four years ago. Um, and I've heard it's only gotten better. So it's like, you know, just if you have nowhere, no, if you know nowhere to start, start there. DAT Bootcamp, um, especially if you don't have like a mentor or anything like that. But that's another thing. Find a mentor. I don't care if you were messaging somebody random on Instagram like I did. I literally messaged somebody that my, I knew, I knew she knew my sister, but she did not know who I was. I said, excuse me, ma'am, you don't know who I am, but I need your help. And she said, I'm going to meet you. As soon as you get back, I'm going to meet you at your house. And she came to my house and she, she's the reason I'm in dental school today. So you just have to, even if you have to send 10 messages, find you a mentor, somebody's going to help you. One, one out of 10, somebody's going to help you. Um, second thing I would say is, um, Make sure, and now more than ever, to connect with professors to get um, your recommendation letters together um, and try to do that as early as possible because, you know, people are kind of lazy right now, you know, and we're before, but even more so now. So just, you know, send them your reminders and things like that. And if you don't have a resume, at least start making a list of who, like, who are you? I, you know, for me, I was a Sunday school teacher in college. I played college basketball. You know, I just made a list of all those things, all the volunteer services I did um, and sent it to them when I asked. I said, okay, this is my resume. At the time, it was my resume. Um, so they knew who they, who, who they were dealing with because at the end of the day, you don't make connections with absolutely everybody. You know, it's just, you know, impossible. And I also went to a PWI, so I wouldn't really connect with nobody, to be honest. I was just trying to get my grade and get out of there and get to dental school. Um, so just making sure you have all of those things in, in line um, and turn your application in as early as possible. Um, that will help you more than anything, especially if you know you have a few weak spots, but it's, you know, it's go time. Hey, just, just send it in with a prayer. And going about your business, and you know, press submit and and go on about your business. Um, but that's really the big things that I would say um, that I didn't know. And then personal statement: make sure you get at least ten people to look at your personal statement. Because I can't tell you, I think about the eighth person I had looked at saw that I had the doctor's name spelled differently in two different places, and I already had three English teachers look at it: my dad, my mom, my pastor. It was all in a, and one of my professors saw it and she said, um, you have this person's name spelled differently in two different places. So just, you know, many people as you can get to look at that personal statement, do that. So that's really um, my little tidbit there. All right. And Kelsey, what kind of tips do you have? So first, I want to say that everything that Dom said is like, I was like, yep, did that. Yep, did that. Yep, did that. So like everything that she said is very important. I want everybody to like really pay attention to that if you are pre-dental. Um, for me, so I had a little funny thing happen to me. I failed physics, you know, 
whatever. Um, so I failed it in undergrad and it was like the worst time of my life. The worst time of my life. I was like, you know, I'm never, I'm not going to be nothing in life. Nobody go accept me. I'm not going to go nowhere. Lord, I ain't going to do no job. They don't want me to be a dentist. I ain't going to make it. So like I would, it was, I was my, I was in my sophomore year of undergrad and I was like, you know what? Can't be a dentist now. It's, it's over. And so I called my mom. I'm, I can remember like exactly where I was sitting on campus, standing on campus. I called my mom. I was like, mama, I failed physics. Um, is it, can I drop out and be a dental hygienist now? Like what are we going to do? Uh, I already put in two years, two years of college. And I was talking about dropping out to become a dental hygienist. Like it was like extremely, it was just a hard time for me to deal with failing class. I don't know. But what I want to say is, that she told me like one sentence or like a couple sentences and like that just was like, it got me through. And she said, well, Kelsey, I mean, you can do that. But what if like when you become a dental hygienist, like you look at the doctor and you're like, dang, what if I would have just, you know, finished? What if I would have just went on? What if I would have mm. just took class over? Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't even know why I called you, girl. I'm sorry. Let me just you know, take a break. So I took a break and not took a break, but I was in school and like the next semester, I didn't even touch physics. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it next summer. And so that's why my application got pushed back because I had to use that summer to, you know, take do physics and then um, everything got pushed back a year. So um, I think I was so worried about like not being on track, like not being, okay, I graduated four years and I'm starting dental school that next year. Like I was so worried about that. And it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So if you are pre-dental, um, of course, don't fail the class. Don't try to fail the class. Lord, please just pay attention, study everything that you got to do. But if you are in a predicament where you like are put back a year or have to sit out or whatever it might be, just do it. It's fine. You'll be okay. You can apply. You'll be okay. You can apply the next cycle. It's fine. Um, and, and I'm grateful to God that I was able to sit out that year because that was the year I got to spend with my grandmother. So, um, you never know what God is trying to do. Just listen and be still. So that's what I had to do that year. And it was a blessing. Um, so I just want to encourage any prudential that is like in that situation or just scared and nervous about not being, not following the timeline that they wanted to follow. They thought they were going to, uh, follow, just be encouraged and never give up and just trust God and he will make a way for you. I promise you. Just to piggyback off of that, just just so y'all know how many people have gotten into dental school after failing a class in college, I did as well. I failed Gen Q two, which is I I, I take physics over Gen Q because I feel like that's Gen Q, like that's what they look at. They look at those core, you know, sciences and stuff like that. But um, it's a funny ish kind of story, not really, you know, because I failed, but um. But it was the year after my sister passed away. So it was already a rough year. But I still was no, I didn't have no reason to be failing a class. But um, so every week, or not every week, but test week, my professor would pass out a little sheet of paper and we would vote on when we wanted the test. If we wanted it Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, because we all, we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Um and I missed that day because I, we had to play a basketball game somewhere not in the state. So I missed that day, and I did not know when the test was. And nobody informed me when the test was. We won that game, and we drove back. 
we had to have been in Alabama or something because we drove back and we went to a party that night because, you know, we won. Sports were about to turn up with my teammates. We had our Letterman's on, you know, all of, you know, all the stuff on the back. So the next day I show up to class Friday and, you know, chipper, you know, again, got my gear on because we won. And I put my backpack down and everybody's clearing their desk off. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. I turn around to my classmate and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, um, Dr. Burns is passing the test out. And at that point, I was like, you know what, Dominique, either you're going to take this test or you're going to grab your backpack and you're about to leave. Um, I should have left. But, you know, I feel like the person I am, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take it. But I ended up failing that class because I took that test. Um, but I should have read my syllabus a little closer because if you just miss a test, you'll double your final. And I could have avoided that. Wow. But living, you learn. So I ended up failing that class. You know, was the party worth it? I don't think so. I don't remember. What, you know, I mean, it was probably like a little kickback, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, you can still get into dental school if you fail a class. Just bounce back and make a better grade. <laughs> yes, bounce back. Bounce back. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you guys as far as, yeah, because organic chem was it for me. Like, definitely it for me. Um, and, Wolfam, you have a comment as well? Yes, to piggyback off everybody else, I also failed a class. I failed Orgo. It was not my subject. Still is not my subject. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like everybody said, you'll be fine. Like, just um, believe in yourself. And I think also don't really listen to – take everyone's advice with a grain of salt because some people can look at you and say, oh, you'll get in, or some people will look at you and be like, there's no way you're going to get in with that GPA or you should consider other things. Like, you know, I've had counselors tell me that, um, or just, you know, people who just, you know, just don't see it. And if you have a dream and you believe in yourself, like don't let minor setbacks, uh, change your vision, like change your dream. You know what I mean? Like it's just a setback. Success is not really linear, you know, like it's, it's not a straight line. There's curves, there's bends, but you're still going to be successful. You're still going to make it. Um, and for the personal statement thing, really just try to be yourself. Don't try to use big words. Um, people don't like that. It's just genuine. You kind of lose yourself in that talk. I would say talk it out with a friend and maybe record yourself and have them ask you questions so you can start to frame yourself if you're having trouble with it. Uh, and don't leave your personal statement until you're, you know, it's time to take the DAT and you're trying to submit and do everything all at the same time, get it done. You know, if there's a day you're feeling inspired or you think that you can get some words out, write, write something down. Um, don't leave it to the last minute. And yeah, if you want to get into dental school, you will, you just, you got to believe in yourself and keep pushing yourself. Like you're not going to be motivated all the time. You're not going to be inspired all the time. You're not going to be feeling great all the time, but you need to find something and you need to find your why, why you're doing this. You know what I mean? Like that's something that we still have to hold on to now that we're in dental school. Our why, very important, doesn't go away, but it's also important on your way here. So hang on to that. Absolutely. I definitely have to hold on to my why because there are times it's like, you know what, why do I have to deal, deal with this right now? Like, why am I stressing? Why right. 
stressing <laughs> over setting teeth. I'm over here yep. stressing over these partial dentures. I'm stressing over fix. I'm stressing over operative. Like, I don't have to do this if I just quit now. But, you know, just like what um, I want to say, Tia said it before, it's so, it's so much easier to quit. Um, but it's like it's even um, a better revelation uh, when you push through it. add on to that? Mm-hmm. Okay, as far as, like, remembering your why, uh, I know, like, the first time I applied, my first thing was, like, really dry. Like, I was thinking about what do they want to hear? Like, what do other people say? But I wasn't, like, thinking about why I really did. Like, why did I not give up? Like, why am I still trying to get in, still trying to get to this goal? Like, that's so important. Like, even if you think that, oh, that just sounds crazy. You know, if it's your reason why you want to do this, you know, write that down and let someone else do that. Like, don't have to be cookie cutter or anything like that. It has to be, like, what I said, genuine, very genuine. Um, and then I also want to say, as far as my tips, was if you don't have a lot of money and you're about to apply, you need to start saving your money ahead of time. Um, you gotta think about how much you're gonna cost to take the exam, how much you're gonna cost to apply to different schools, um, moving costs, things like that. And if your family can't help you out, maybe get another job, a second job or something, start saving up, or try to raise some money some kind of way. But that is something that I was really surprised about uh, going into uh, applying for this for the first time and I didn't have money my parents couldn't help me out with that so you know I have to find another way but make arrangements ahead of time and start saving ahead of time so that you can be prepared and if they give you that gift and you have to agree you have to pay down the deposit and you have to get eight hundred dollars yeah start packing up moving all of that so but yeah definitely uh because um i know even at meharry that once you get that acceptance letter i want to say it's what two weeks um before you and then you have to pay that deposit um in that two weeks i know at other schools it was like five thousand dollars or something like that i want to say at from one of my friends, that's I, I want to say that that's what's told to me. I want to say it was five thousand dollars. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think that is that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, when you can cut that out later. Yeah, I I'll, I'll bleep it out. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, five thousand dollars. So you definitely want to save up because you definitely don't want to get that acceptance and it goes right through your fingers. Um. The applications yeah. are not cheap. Um, there is the uh, financial assistance um, program, FAP, um, when you're applying to dental schools. Uh, and it's, comes, it's a first-come, first-served basis. Um, they look at your financial status um, in your home to determine if you are qualified for that fee assistance program. Um, and what they do is they cover... Uh, basically up to three applications. But the moment that you get that acceptance letter of being in the fee assistance program, they, you have two weeks 
two weeks to submit those three applications or it's done. It's done. So definitely you want to have everything all together um, for sure. Uh, but even then, I want to say um, everybody on this call, even um, we had some gap years, you know, and we have an episode talking about gap years, too. Uh, and even then, you know, we have to be persistent through rejection. Um, and even then, with hindsight being 2020, with what Kels was talking about, there was a, I mean, you know, there's a reason for everything. <laughs> There's a reason for everything for you to take that extra class, for you to spend that extra year with your grandmother. There was, with hindsight being 2020, there's a reason for all of that, you know? So um, doors closing in on us, you know, it's it's for a reason. And I, I know we said this on the last episode and everything, but, there, you know, all of us being in the blueprint, it's not by accident. It's not by accident. I can't imagine being in any other class. I'm going to keep on saying that. So, <laughs> you know, because uh, if I went straight in right after uh, undergrad, I would be I would have been graduating yep. this yep. year. Um, but that but the class of 2020, though, they are full of excellent individuals and doctors, you know, um, that's not where I was supposed to be. Who's to say yeah. this podcast even would have been in existence? Um beyond the clinics. There's, I mean, there's just a lot of things that I feel like my steps truly were ordered to be in this class, to graduate in 2022, and to be amongst some amazing people. Feel the same way, Taylor. <laughs> my, my gap year, making some coins, honey. I was a <laughs> baby. I was stacking, okay? <laughs> I, was my job, but I was like, I know this. I know that I can make more. Yeah. 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 I was at, cause I was, um, even it was, uh, when, uh, Kels was talking about like, imagine going to be a dental hygienist and then looking at the doctor, like that could be me in my gap year. I worked in the front desk. Right. And I learned a lot, you know, the business side of dentistry, insurance, you know, all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. then it's just like, I would, I would have to clock in 7am. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the doctor would just walk in whenever they wanted to, you know, yeah. 8.30, you know, approaching on 9 o'clock, even though their first appointment was at 8, you know, but they're the doctor. So, right. you know, they would come in whenever and then um, then they would have, you know, I would have to be like real strict on my lunch break, like 12 to 1. I have to make sure I clock back in. Because I'm booming all right, day. Yeah. Right. Like, booming and then you know here I am working until five maybe six but the doctor already walked out the office at three give me my call sheet I'm out right Right. and I I feel like that motivated me even more like Taylor you got to keep on going you got to keep on pressing because this is not where you're supposed to be you know granted I definitely learned a lot um, I appreciate the people that I worked with I appreciate the dental officer even letting me be there to experience that but that that fueled me, that fueled me to, to keep on pressing forward, keep my eye on the prize and to keep on going, keep moving forward. That's what I like to say. Okay. So, um, I guess that's our main discussion there. Wow. That was, Oh, that was great. That That was was great. Yes. So many amazing things. Um, just reflecting back on this past season and then having our live audience, uh, 
you know, have sharing their stories, sharing their comments, um, sharing their experience on uh, everything up until this point. Um, and as we take a small peek into uh, season three, um, you know, we might have some uh, a residency series come up, you know, so I know that's our uh, D3 year. So we're going to be preparing to apply to residencies um, next spring. So it's good to at least talk with some doctors and everything, get a little bit of insight on what it's like to uh, apply for residencies or even for those that want to go straight into work. We got to talk to doctors too, because that's an option. That's definitely an option. So that's going to be a little sneak peek into next season. So, uh, well, um, our audience, I definitely want to thank you guys. Uh, you guys have been great, you know, love you guys. <laughs> um, does any, anybody have any closing remarks or anything? Um, I'll share my I love that verse. I love that verse. It also, I think that that also aligns even with uh, one of my favorite verses, uh, Romans eight twenty eight. Um, For all things work together of good that the those that love the Lord and those who are called according to His purpose. So um, things will definitely fall in line for you when you uh, stay in God's will, stay in God's hands. Um, so I, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Tia. Any other closing remarks? Romans eight twenty eight. That's my that's my scripture right there. Tell me. Oh, that's okay. Right there. <laughs> that's my one. Yes. My bio. Uh-huh. It's really my bio. Yes. Um, but yeah, just everything will work together because it's already it's already it's already it's already playing. It's already it's mm-hmm. already been written. It's it, we already have the victory. We've already won. Um, so we're just going through the motions right now. So just be encouraged, stay encouraged and just stay laughing. That's one thing that I love to do. Um, it gets me through stressful moments, uh, moments where I'm just about to go crazy. It just gets me through those moments. So just stay uh, joyful and joyous and yeah. Love y'all. Yeah. All right. Um, well, because there are no more uh, closing remarks, um, let's go ahead and wrap things up. You know, I like to close out with something to make you guys smile. And I told you it's going to be good this time. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay. It's going to be good. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to start off with the, the fire. No, should I just? I'm going to say a couple. I'm going to say a couple jokes. I'm going to say a couple. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, you want to hear a word I just made up? Mm. Yes. Plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
You get some chuckles. <laughs> I like everything, so you get some chuckles. That okay. okay, but I got I, I have another one. I have another one. Okay. Ready. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna say a couple. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say quite a few. I'm gonna save the, the one that I think is the funniest for last though. Okay. How can you tell the difference between a male and a female ant? Yeah. How can you tell the difference between a male and a female ant? I should. I don't know. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a good one, but no. <laughs> Ooh. How can you tell the difference between a male and a female ant? They're all females. Otherwise, they'd be uncles. Uncles, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Female aunts, aunties. Took okay. a little moment. Oh, right. okay. okay. I was like, what? Joke, joke. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but no. But Kelsey, that was funny. <laughs> I knew it. I knew because I was like, uncle. She got like uncle. Ooh, she got like uncle. I knew it. Okay, I got another one. So. What did one deer say to the other deer when he was talking about her shoes? What did one deer say to the other deer when he was talking about her shoes? What are those? What are those? I, I, I knew it. Elsie, you know these. <laughs> I'm corny, so I know them. Oh, uh, okay, well. Okay, well here's here's the here's the grand finale right here. This is the last one. This is the last one. Okay. Why does Lil Wayne need an inhaler? He's wheezy, baby. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. That was it. I thought that that, that, that was it. <laughs> I may have told Bradley this one already, so don't say anything, Bradley. I ain't gonna say nothing. Um, I got you. Um, what is it? It's how do you um steal a coat? Oh gosh. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you jacket. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I can't. Uh, no, no, Jazz is not laughing. Oh, you know it's okay. We we all laughing. Wait, no, no, I don't that get it. One, you jack, jack like you jack, like you jack. Like, jack, jack, jack. Oh, sorry. One <laughs> moment. Quarantine brain. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good um, one. Down. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love corny jokes. Mm-hmm. Like the Laffy Taffy jokes. I remember we were at uh, what was it? Health, happy, healthy Halloween. We were reading them Laffy Taffy jokes to each other. <laughs> Laffy Taffy jokes will that'll something your arsenal. You, you can see some gems. You can find some gems yeah. in those happy ones. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but I definitely want to close out in saying thanks, y'all, for joining us today. And do not be a vector. And please wear your mask. Just wear your mask. That's it. Please. Thank you. We do it. Y'all should do it too. Uh, yeah, uh, and I like will piggyback off that. Yeah, mask up. This is no joke. No, mask up. You literally are saving lives by just masking up. Please. And that face shield. Yes. Yeah. And you know, if you want to be fancy with it, you know, you could just stay flossing and keep flossing. Keep doing what you got to do. <laughs> if you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Occlusal Table Pod for more updates on the show and be sure to give us a shout out.
Want to ask us questions or give suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear? Then email us at theocclusaltablepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear feedback from our listeners, so don't forget to leave a thumbs up, five stars, and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Well, that's all we have for today. So until next time, this is The The Occlusal Table.